that's there in India too. It's a hard, it's a tough choice, man. Like, I don't know. I was really stressing about it. I feel a couple of months ago, where do I want to be? Because then it hit me. The air show actually taught me, like, do I want to be in India or do I want to be here? Because to serve in the military here, I would have to give up a lot of myself to a country that I, I just moved to. In this episode, we're talking to Alaika Sani, a bright, bold, and thoughtful 20-year-old who's training to become a future commercial pilot. Originally from Chandigarh, India, she's currently pursuing her bachelor's degree in commercial aviation from the University of Memphis, Tennessee in the USA. Alaika spends most of her time attending college classes and taking flying lessons and hopes to fly a Boeing C-17 Globemaster one day. Among other things, we talk about the differences in the aviation industry in the US and India, the challenges and joys of making new friends, the dreamy Boeing 787 Dreamliner, stepping outside of your comfort zone, and finally, the desire to serve your country. I had a total blast talking to Alaika, and I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. Alaika, welcome to These Indians. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I'm very glad that you were uh, up for it and you were excited for it and you actually reached out to me yeah. to talk about it. So I'm very glad that you're here. Um, we were just talking and you had mentioned that you have been in the U.S. for about a year and a half now. Yes. Do you just want, kind of want to talk about what you've been up to ever since you moved here and what you've been involved in? Um, a lot of things uh, because... Uh, I moved here for my second semester at college and which was spring 2021 and that was the time when uh, we were just getting out of COVID and I had a small window to travel from India to America to just leave the country and because the moment I left things started to get worse in India and I came and I was yeah I was just glad to be here and uh, there was nobody around when I came here because I was still doing hybrid school. Mm-hmm. And I did the first semester online in India. And uh, I got used to that. First of all, the first semester was just adjusting to the country, adjusting mm-hmm. to the cold because I'm in Memphis. And the first semester was just like, I'm so happy to be here, excited, nothing's wrong or whatever. And I'm, a, I'm away from home, you know, the freedom. Mm-hmm. So that then the summer... And summers are a whole different thing because uh, everyone leaves campus and then I was living on campus and then there was no one around again. And then I started to feel sad or whatever, homesick. And then adjusting to that part. And I started working in fall because I got my social security number mm-hmm. and slowly getting into the system, understanding the country and just figuring out stuff. And now I feel like I have a more sense of things over here. Mm-hmm. but things don't stop. Like, it's just one thing ends, there's another thing starting. <laughs> and I'm just getting used to that. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's true. Um, what, are, what are you going to school for? And uh, what, what, what is that like? Uh, I kind of want to hear about your experiences moving from the Indian schooling system or the education system and how you've sort of adapted to the American education system and everything else that comes along with it. Yeah. Uh, So I, you know, I'm glad that the way things have come for me, it's been one step at a time and not like everything at once. Mm -hmm. 
all that feels like that sometimes. And what I mean by that is that uh, I started my first semester for 2020, mm-hmm. uh, which is August 2020, and I was online. So I was in India and I had no books, you know. And because obviously it's like the textbooks are different and right. it's very, it's basically impossible to get books that are in America to India. Right. And uh, so I got used to that and I had three classes online. And I got a hint of that, you know, you have so many assignments to do mm-hmm. in college, so many assignments and how it works. You can't, in India, it's like uh, two exams, two major exams mm-hmm. in the academic year, which is the midterm and then the final. Right. But here, if you miss, miss one assignment, your grade is going to drop down. Mm-hmm. Or like miss two assignments or even miss the class because everything counts. It's not mm-hmm. like the final exam is going to count. And I made that mistake in the begin- in the first semester, honestly, because, you know, I thought it's going to be the same. And that was a mistake. And I, I did flunk. I took three classes. I'll be very honest. I flunked two of those. Okay. Because I didn't have the resources and I was having a hard time understanding how things work and I thought they did the way I, I was what I was used to. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I came to spring, it was a little bit easier because I got to know what, what was going on. But when I came here, I got distracted by, you know, America. Yeah. <laughs> the grades were like still better, okay. but not the best. And then fall came and I was like, okay, I'm just going to put my all into it because i know what it is now mm-hmm. and uh yeah but summer like a big change in terms of the academic system that we system is that we have the whole year right and we have mm-hmm. just one month break in june mm-hmm. uh, and here is three months break so mm-hmm. spring happened and then this is 2021 i'm talking about spring happened and in summer I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, because like I have nothing to do. Right. And like everyone is away. Like my friends are away. And uh, the friends that I made, they're away. Mm-hmm. They don't come to campus often. And I'm living on campus. Do I work? Do I study? I am not enrolled in classes. What do I do? And I just went with it and did my thing. And and now I'm still used to it, but I would say for me, summer is the most depressing time of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I feel the loneliest at that time. Right. Yeah. And understandably so. I mean, you're away from home. This is your first year. And you're, I mean, you're 20 years old. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a big jump. So what, what did you end up doing in your summer then? Uh, last summer it just went by and I was trying so hard to get my social security because I was like really envious of the people who were working and I was like why am I not doing something mm-hmm. and uh, I was like you know everyone's being productive and I'm not being productive I'm not mm-hmm. in school you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of the Indian thing in me was kicking in yeah. you know I was just being hard on myself uh, I still am hard on myself but that was a whole different story mm-hmm. And then this year, I had a sense of what I was going to do because I wasn't going to repeat the same mistake. Mm-hmm. And I was in summer school this year. It was still long because I've been in school for like a year straight now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything has its ups and downs, pros and cons. Right. And you figure it out as you go. Um, does it? Do you feel like you like being more productive even if it comes at the cost of... Uh, maybe sometimes feeling burnt out. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming 
that that's the feeling, but uh, maybe that's that's not what you've experienced. But, no, I uh, agree with you. Yeah, can you can you can you talk more about that feeling? Yeah, I would love to, <laughs> because uh, I didn't realize in the you know in the I guess regret or just being hard on myself that oh my god I'm not doing much I chose to do more mm-hmm. and uh fall I started working for 2021 I started working I was in school and I was like I'm going to extend myself as much as I can work study good, get good grades and also be a part of all the events mm-hmm. that are happening on campus be involved and uh and then spring came and I was like, you know what? I can do everything <laughs> that I that I can think of doing because this is America's land of opportunities. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going to extend my full potential. And uh, and then I didn't realize the burnout from mm-hmm. fall 2021 carried on to spring. And I had more workload in spring because mm-hmm. uh, I started flying at that point. Right. Yeah. I started flying January 2022. And where I'm basically in like two schools because University of Memphis and I go to CTI, which is CTI Professional Flight, Flight Training, which is an airport okay. 30 minutes away from here. Okay. And I have to be there like three to four times a week. Okay. And I'm doing school at University of Memphis and then I'm going there after that. And I have to fly. I come back exhausted. I got to study. Then I'm already burnt out from the previous semester. Right. And I didn't realize, you know, it's like autopilot going on. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's, and... a, that's a great metaphor for you. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, it just carried on. And honestly, I'm still burnt out uh, because a lot of personal things keep happening also in my life, uh, which you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no choice because there's no one else to do your stuff for you, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and I don't have any family here mm-hmm. in, in America. I just have like one family friend in like Texas. Okay. And now I'm just learning to rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I'm still in school. <laughs> yeah. You're in yeah. Uh, sophomore year, right? Or junior? I'm, I'm about to be a junior, but my credits are a little behind. So I'm a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. You moved here when you were 19. That's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I have to commend you for that, taking a, a, a step that big. That's that's not that's not everybody's cup of tea. I get that a lot. Yeah, I get that a lot, and I I'm not someone who like takes those compliments to the head, and I downplay my you know uh, achievements. Honestly, that's just who I am, and I'm trying to change that. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning that you know if you have to do it. Maybe I do have it in me to do it. That's mm-hmm. why others don't. Say more about that. Like, so, okay, talking about aviation, I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being an international student in my program, uh, first of all, aviation is a male dominated, white male dominated environment, honestly. Yep. Which is a fact. Mm-hmm. Yep. And things are changing for sure they're changing faster than they than it than they were mm-hmm. earlier there's like so many indian pilots or like women pilots in general you know and then and then people of color flying mm-hmm. uh 
and uh, in my program all most of the people are from memphis okay so they haven't even like left uh, they've moved moved to another city or a country right obviously and there's like i think two people who are uh, in national mm-hmm. and i and i bond with them really well mm-hmm. uh like one is from mexico she's honestly like a guide to me in aviation because she's been flying to me uh, she's been flying for like longer than i have okay and it does because like a lot of the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. you know that i do not belong here because like there's so there's hard there's no one that looks like me right and uh trying to find my feet in in a whole another country there would be very few people who would understand what i'm going through mm-hmm. you know uh but still it just sometimes i when i try to you know chill out and be there for myself i mm-hmm. tell that tell myself that you know you're here for a reason uh and because it takes courage to leave home and to like everyone does that like not everyone but like a lot of people leave home and also to step foot in an environment which is seriously not familiar to you mm-hmm. yeah that's that's a lot it is and i've been flying for like 7 months and i still like whenever i go into the airport my instructors are so nice mm-hmm. you know and uh, but there's just been so many times cuz obviously like 30 minutes away that place is in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and i have to uh cuz like you you've been in america like a lot of metropolitan cities have good transport mm-hmm. everywhere else no transport Nothing. just like yeah you need your own car Mm-hmm. this uh like the whole system is built around cars mm-hmm. so and in india having a car is luxury here mm-hmm. it's a necessity mm-hmm. so uh there's been so many times i've i've just ubered and it's really expensive yeah and uh i won't get ubers on the way back because mm-hmm. it's in the middle of nowhere right now i'll be waiting and then my instructors would be heading out and they're like you still here i was like yeah and uh now i like start having friends pick me up and i finally got my own car oh good for you congrats yes yes thank you that is a big step yes because it's important right right it's not and for me it's like more important than anyone else because i have to do it to do the thing that i'm here for mhm and you're all on your own yeah No that's that that I as I was just listening to your story it it sounded like you have to care about the fact that you're a minority on two different axes um you're in the middle of nowhere um it's a culture that you're guessing not very familiar with this is you still I am now a okay. little bit mm-hmm. but not like thoroughly obviously right and I don't think I that would ever happen to me because like I am indian mhm no and i am someone who moved to another country and i have not i really think about this i'm sorry to cut you in between though. no you're good yeah i really think about this often and what if i was like raised here you know mm-hmm. i would have been familiar with everything through and through mm-hmm. and that would never happen honestly i feel that way can i ask you when were there do you remember any moments when that hit you that you know this would be different if i were born here yeah 
like so when the kids would like be head out like heading out and then the place would be empty and i'm like i just wish my family was here to come pick me up mm-hmm. you know i just had someone to come pick me up and not do it by myself right i mean yes i love the feeling of being independent it gets heavy yep i i can relate to that yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's a tough battle right um and it's also i don't know how how you felt but for me i've there's no right answer to this at least in my books um it's it's uh, at some level a little sad that your independence comes at the cost of some of these other things that you really cherish and would want in your life and ideally you would have everything if you could right so um I guess switching gears what has uh, Memphis been like as a city for you uh it has been yes it's like a Memphis is a yes and no for me uh and like people ask me why are you here why did you come like locals would ask right. it's not just that you know national <laughs> students would ask locals would be ask you why Memphis because it is uh I don't want to say it because like I've never I I I am not born here mm-hmm. or whatever and it would it would sound like it's coming from an outsider but like even people who have been living here born here they would say memphis is not a great city to live in right it's not new york or san francisco exactly yeah, yeah. and also another thing is that uh, the crime rate over here is huge huh. yeah and uh, like you know cars would get broken into you would hear crime shots that's the reality of it um but like they would ask me all the time why memphis i'm like uh, so fun fact memphis is the headquarters of fedex i did not know that yes and a lot of people who've been living here mm-hmm. raised here they don't know that either mm-hmm. and i'm like so when i moved here i like university of memphis is kind of close to the main airport okay memphis international and like fedex planes would be taking off Mm-hmm. and i would be like it's oh. like looking up with and and they're like why memphis i'm like do you guys see the planes taking off and coming at night like oh am i the only one who sees that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's like the only reason for me to be in memphis and memphis i honestly wouldn't be anywhere else Mm. to be very honest even though it's it's a hard city to live in mm-hmm. honestly brings you down to your knees like uh i want to change it because i'm i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be that's amazing you have such such wisdom for a 20 year old i i, I would i would give for half of that when i was 20 years old can i make a dark joke by all means <laughs> it's trauma <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i'm not going to argue with that um i i let's just say i relate to that <laughs> yeah i'm i have nothing to say to that more that's okay we can we can move right on um and yeah. uh, so because of fedex being in memphis it's a big aviation city sounds like there's a lot of aviation expertise in that area and is that why you chose it 
or um, do you like the the cultural aspect of the city? Tell me about like what drove yeah. that decision to be in Memphis, and were there any alternative cities or other places you were also considering? I'm going to be very honest, like this this part, because that's the truth. And uh, the culture, no, India is much better in terms of culture. Like, if I could live in India, I would do it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, but I'm here to pursue what I really love. And sometimes you've got to give that up, which sucks. Uh, okay, that's the culture part. Uh, Aviation-wise, it is not that big, very honest. It's just the airport, you know, mm-hmm. planes flying in and out. Uh, at UFM, with University of Memphis, it is big. Because this program got started in 2018 mm-hmm. at University of Memphis. Okay. And, uh, like, so all the classes that I'm taking, so obviously there's, like, general education classes that I have to do history, English, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just like, but the classes that, that I'm taking related to my major at University of Memphis, they're being taught by retired FedEx pilots, retired US Air Force pilots, mm-hmm. like retired FAA, which is Federal Aviation Administration, which is the government that organizes uh, aviation. Okay. Uh, inspectors and then retired FedEx maintenance people. Mm-hmm. And I've been in class and I'm like, oh my God, I am in the best place. You know, like I can't believe it that retired people who have the experience of 30 years, 40 years of flying. And not just that, I was at my training airport uh, and my instructor, he graduated from University of Memphis a year ago. His name is Brad. Shout out to Brad. Hi, Brad. <laughs> And a guy, I Brad doesn't know this the story. I need to tell this to him. But like, I was about to go fly, and I was pre-flighting the plane. And uh, a guy, the, the guy who fills the fuel, his mm-hmm. name is Jim. He was filling the fuel, and he's like, "Who's your instructor?" And I'm like, "He's Brad." He's like, "Do you know he's the he's one of the best out here?" That's amazing. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is happening all to me. And it's, oh my God, amazing, you know? I asked for it, it's happening. I couldn't have asked for anything else. And then, what was your other part of the question? Um, and just how how you've, were there any alternative uh, places you were also considering? Or uh, were you pretty firm on Memphis from the get-go? Mm, no, uh, it just happened. Mm. So... And I'm very blessed that it just happened, you know, like mm-hmm. God is being with me, you know, it's just like falling into pieces, like, no, not falling, that's the wrong way, like falling into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll start this story from the beginning if you want me to. Sure. Like Whatever you want. Uh, because this is saying that if you ask a pilot about, about how they start flying and how they got into it, you would hear a love story. Mm-hmm. I was in 10th grade and my uh, obviously in India you need to choose your streams you know medical non-medical mm-hmm. commerce whatever after 10th mm-hmm. 11th 12th and uh, I was just thinking what am I going to do and I've never I've, I'm good at it good at studying when I need to study and I put in the work otherwise I'm not 
<laughs> so that's that's the thing and then my mom was like asking i was having this conversation with my mom and i was just like obviously every indian parent wants you to go into non medical medical not every but like most of them right my my parents have been very encouraging and uh, i was talking to my mom and she's like you know our someone in our family is a pilot I was like that's interesting because like the salary is also good. Yeah, I get to travel and everything, you know. And I was like, okay, let me see. And you do need uh, maths and science mm-hmm. in India, like if you want to be a pilot for that. And I was like, okay, I will have to do non-medical for it, but I can always change my thing after I graduate from school. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was doing it, and then some point. in 2019 when i was in 12th grade we traveled there was my first international travel with my family to uh, thailand okay i came back and i was like i just want to travel mm-hmm. and i love planes mm-hmm. then covid happened i graduated from school 2020 uh my dad i have always said this i want to study abroad mm-hmm. you know i just i but at that point i was hesitant of doing a degree Okay. And I didn't know that the degree there was an option to do a degree in aviation, mm-hmm. and uh, because for to be a pilot, you had the knowledge for this that you know you just need the hours. You can go to a flight school, mm-hmm. get the hours, get the training, get your licenses, and then apply for jobs. You don't have to have a degree, which okay. is very true. You don't have to have a de- degree, but it gives you an edge. And I was very hesitant about. Uh, like doing a degree mm-hmm. but my dad was like no you will have to do a degree <laughs> then he was just so set on sending me to america honestly that's what i don't know what was going on in his mind but he always used to say this learn from somewhere where where it was started which is kitty hawk here right brothers did that and i didn't know at that point why he was doing this mm-hmm. you know and he so i got offers from like a lot of other universities i don't know if it's right to mention the name of universities and then things just went along we did my visa and everything i went to give the interview mm-hmm. and so delhi and chandigarh is like uh five hours drive we just happened to do flights okay and when i was around uh when i was doing those flights like two weeks it was on the gap of two weeks i did like four flights in two weeks I realized that I'm like jumping around the airports. Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking at pilots and I'm like fangirling. <laughs> and I am seeing planes and I'm like oh my god that plane is so pretty. Mm-hmm. You know? And just in awe and in that I didn't even realize you know that what I'm going to do is like going to set the path. Even though my dad wanted me to do that. He never forced me but he did know that it was all for like my love mm-hmm. and then uh yeah just things happened and then i gave the interview a couple of hard questions were like given to me i and then she's like okay your visa is granted i'm like okay cool because <laughs> because i wasn't like much hyped about it ways right. and uh but i was still going with it i never was like against like never was like 100% against mm-hmm. it. like 
negative about it. And then I walked out and my dad was standing at a distance. And then I, I just did like, uh, made a hand out of it, like made a plane, like what we do. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and which means that I'm going to take flight. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> how did your, and how did your dad feel? He was excited. He was happy. And I think proud too. But he, he didn't say that. Uh, like at that point, he didn't say that. And it's hard to get like validation from your parents when you want it, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this was December 2020. I got my visa. January 2021. It just happened so quick. You know, tickets were booked. I need to go. And I was in school already, like fall 2020. Right. So tickets were booked. I need to uh, be here for the next semester. So you moved countries between semesters. Yeah. And how much of a break did you have to make that happen? I would say a month. Okay. Yeah. And in between was my birthday. Uh, like my birthday is on 1st of January. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Because that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's my birthday. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Really? Yep. I wish I was kidding. No. It's, it's, it's the first oh of January. Oh my god. I'm a 2002 born. Are you 1992? Uh, 91. 91. Wow. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. And uh, yeah, that happened and I came here. Everything. So, and the moment I came here, because obviously I was just going with the flow. The moment I landed here, I was in Memphis. I was roaming around campus. And I saw those planes take off. I was mm-hmm. like, God damn, where am I? <laughs> where? I'm in heaven. Like, it was just like a pinch me moment. And mm-hmm. I remember the first semester that I was here. I, it was a night where I was actually missing home a little bit, not much. But I was just so grateful. Mm-hmm. I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, like thanking God. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be, it is privilege. There's some part of privilege in it that, you know, things happen for me. For sure. There's no denying that. And I, this, this, I have friends who like really, really bust their. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Can you give me a better way to say that? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. This goes on the internet. I know exactly. That's why I don't want to use foul language because <laughs> this goes on the internet. But whatever, they give their all to make it happen, mm-hmm. and it happened for me without me doing much. But now that I realize that, I try to give it my all now. Mm-hmm. You know, because like there's been a lot of pinch me moments. You know that makes me realize that yeah, this is my purpose. Okay. Uh. When I came here uh, in January, I remember that date because it's like a big thing in my, it was 7th January. I took flight from uh, New Delhi to Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was United Airlines. And I seriously hope this story goes out to the people, I, the two people that I really wanted to go, go to, which is uh, I came here and it was like, 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was my first international flight alone. The first flight alone, actually. Right. Not a first flight alone. My parents 
you know even if we had to go to the uh, uh, kiryana which is the grocery store yeah. in india mm-hmm. uh, in chandigarh sectors like in mm-hmm. the sector so like neighborhood mm-hmm. they'd be like take your brother with you even mm-hmm. though my brother is like three years younger than me and uh, they sent me to like do this <laughs> and i don't know what they were thinking <laughs> but they did so it was like a 15 hour flight new delhi to chicago and we land is like 5 am in the morning and i tell him you know just just wait for me uh, i'm just going to go maybe talk to the pilot mm-hmm. and i was expecting the uh, air hostess to say no you mm-hmm. know like they, they must be tired or whatever and they're like no go ahead the captain is in the business class and i see the captain and i'm like i don't know what i was thinking i see the captain and i'm like sir it was a very smooth landing it is like i didn't do that landing it was the first officer so he goes and he's like do you want to go meet the first officer and i haven't even told him that uh, you know i want to be pilot mm-hmm. and do you want to go see the cockpit I, like, i haven't even told him and then i go like you know i want to be pilot he's like oh my god that's so nice you should see the cockpit now and that plane it was a boeing 787 which is the boeing 787 dreamliner yeah the new and one right yes yes yeah. the new one yeah. the most advanced plane there is mm-hmm. like i would i would say like commercially okay it's like like people the most advanced commercial plane there is so powerful love the engines uh, but uh i walk in and so that because it's the most advanced like whatever mm-hmm. it has glass it's called a glass cockpit which is instead of the dials mm-hmm. there's like all computer screen right okay. and oh my god it was like a christmas tree in there <laughs> like i i was just like looking i was like with my jaw like all open you know and then i see the first i forgot to meet the first officer <laughs> and and uh he's like uh, and then i say hi to him i like come back to reality and i say hi to him or whatever and the captain is like do you want to go sit in my seat oh my god i was like oh yes <laughs> and then i sit in the seat and uh he takes my phone from me he's taking pictures mm-hmm. and my cheeks are hurting <laughs> and uh, he's like no it just keeps getting better like he's like uh do you want to wear my cap <laughs> oh my like, god oh no, my god and i go so i really appreciate that but i will have to own that yeah and these guys like i thought they would say the air hostess would say no because it's like a 15 hour flight and to be very honest they traveled with indians for like 15 hours right so <laughs> it's probably a couple extra hours in there <laughs> and uh and that whatever and it's like 5 am in the morning and then i am walking out the plane is empty and like there's the the cabin crew is walking with me and the pilots are walking with me and i had to stop to tie my shoelaces and the pilots are like walking uh, waiting for me to mm-hmm. tie my shoelaces mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god these guys are giving me so much respect and these guys are like i, I would say 50 45 years old mm-hmm. they've been flying for years big commercial jets for one of the best airlines in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for me. And I haven't even started flying like and 
we're talking and, and I'm just going with it. I have no idea where I'm going. I might get lost and I have a connecting flight in like five hours. I need to change terminals. And I'm just going wherever they're going. And I'm just praying to God, you know, just get me to where I need to be. Right. And I'm like listening to them and they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to my university and uh, I'll be flight training. And the captain goes, this girl looks like she's going to be a better pilot than both of us. <laughs> are you serious? Like, that's that's just amazing. That probably made you feel very accepted, right? Right away. That's that's you just landed in the US and this happened. Just landed. Like that that was the start. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so now that you've been here for over um I would say a year and a half, and it sounds like you've gotten pretty integrated into your uh system and as you were saying before, um that now you feel like you've started to get the hang of things. Yeah. Have you felt like that's changed you a little bit uh, and maybe the answer is no but i'm just curious as to what how that has evolved um you, you, how you have evolved as a result of your move abroad uh, the answer to that would definitely not be no uh because moving to another country is the biggest i feel thing you can ever do i mean uh, like uh, i'm just young so i'm just saying that from my experience everyone mm-hmm experience is different but i would say that that completely changes you because mm-hmm. you have to adapt to a whole new culture you need to figure out who you are uh not just that because like you need to be strong with your core values which i'm kind of not to be very honest i mean maybe maybe i think that way maybe i am whatever uh but you, now I'm finding my core. I never did in India, honestly, because mm-hmm. like in India, like you're sheltered, mm-hmm. uh, living with your parents, you're getting food, which he mentioned, like uh, cooking and doing laundry. And uh, Kunal mentioned in the first episode, you know, you got to do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the reality of like living in America and also like people here are so independent. They are used to it because they've been doing it their whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. But in India, it's like you live with your parents for a very long time, do your uh, undergrad and everything. And then, then you get a job. People mm-hmm. here start working at 16 years old. Yeah. Not everyone, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And they're just so ahead of you. Like, that's what I felt when I came here. They're just so ahead of me, like everyone. And why am I not doing enough? Yeah, that has changed me definitely because like, obviously I'm more independent and I'm like, I did, because that realization hit me like a truck that I'm not doing enough. Uh, according to like the society here, I tried to change that and started working. Uh, and I'm, I don't work full time, just FYI, because uh, as a student, this is 20 hours and on campus and I can't even do 20 hours because of my studies mm-hmm. and flying and everything. I'll be very honest. People are like working 20 hours, full 20 hours and I'm not. But now I'm like, OK, with the fact now, after like a long time, OK, with the fact of mm, not doing what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also. America has made me more ambitious than I ever was. Hmm. You know, 
uh, it's called the land of opportunities for reason. Mm-hmm. Sounded like you were pretty ambitious to, to begin with. So I'm curious if what what has changed. My goals are more defined, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's not just like I'm going with the flow. I was going with the flow uh, up until my 20 years, <laughs> like my whole life. And like uh, letting other people do things for me. Mm-hmm. which honestly I am very appreciative of and I still want a lot of things to be done for me. Like my parents, please like see my, I had an issue with my car about two weeks ago and I was just like, oh, I just wish my dad was here mm-hmm. or or someone was here, you know, and I don't have to go home and cook mm-hmm. and I don't have to get my schedule together and then We'll go study again and act like things never happened, you know? Yeah. Carry on with life. Uh, I am very, very... It has so it has changed me in that way also that I have a higher distance. Gives I feel distance has caused me to have more respect for my parents and what they've done for me. Mm-hmm. And what my family does, what the Indian... That also gives you a much better perspective on how you've been raised, mm-hmm. which which I think Kunal did mention. I'm not sure, but I think he did mention this because you're looking at it from an outside perspective. And I have a cousin mm-hmm. and she moved to Canada. Uh, she's about 28, about 28 years old. She just had, had a birthday today. But uh, she used to tell me, she's been like a you know guide to me for a lot of my life. And uh, she used to tell me like, uh, the moment you move out, I really want you to move out as soon as you can. Because uh, the day you move out, you're going to look at it from a different perspective, which is very true because you move out of that box, Mm -hmm. right? And then you get to see that box from the outside and be like, oh, that's why my parents were mad at me. (laughs) Because I was was stupid, you know? Like not because not because they've got anger issues or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but because I did something stupid. Yeah. You just had to move across the world to find that out. Exactly. And I feel that my parents also admire me now. Because mm-hmm. they see me admire me more, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I just love them even more than I ever did. And mm-hmm. even my brother and my family. Because distance really teaches you that. And also, like, I miss my mom's. Who doesn't miss their mom's right. home food, like home cooked food? And I, we all took that for granted mm-hmm. at one point. And, like, you can leave the dishes out. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, this, this isn't the stuff you read in the prospectus of the college you're applying for. Exactly. And I wish there was, like, a disclaimer given. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that disclaimer is going to be there now that we're talking about it. The conversation is happening now that you're making the conversation happen. Yeah, let's hope. Um, let's, uh, let's hope. I, I just feel like there's so many of us out here, and we have been for a very long time. And there are a lot of common themes in our experiences, but there are also like unique experiences, right? I mean, I don't know anyone in my circle that. Uh, is an aviator or is training to be an aviator. So it's it's good to get that perspective from someone like you as well. 
And just FYI, since I started flying about uh, seven to eight months ago, I am about to get my private pilot license, but it usually takes four to five months. Uh, I'm not an AV official, like, you know, aviator yet. And also even when I do get my private pilot license, it's just the beginning. There's a long way to go. You're you're on the road for it. In in my in my world, if you're flying if you're flying a plane, you're an aviator. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, in terms of some of the when you first moved here, I know you you talked about how you felt very um, comfortable and you felt very welcomed by the uh, experience you had at the airport and with those pilots. But I guess when you first started uh, studying in Memphis at the university, and then as you sort of got your bearings on in the first few weeks, what were those days like, if you if you don't mind sharing? Um, what were your initial impressions? What were some of the things that you adapted to really well, and maybe some of the things you struggled with? Honestly, I didn't... Uh, I didn't struggle with a lot of it until this year. This year. Like I, yeah, okay. which is which is very, which is a very slow reaction to like things. <laughs> uh, but the first year, touch wood, I feel went like, and I hope other years go like that too. That's why they touch wood, but like, it went pretty smoothly the first mm-hmm. year, and then life hit me this year. But yes, there were, there were times where like, obviously, like doing laundry and everything, it's new, so it hits you as you go. That was a part of it. But it was it was pretty hyped, you know. Like I'm I'm so happy to be here, right? Mm-hmm. And homesickness did not hit me until this year, majorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I used to complain to my parents, and I was like, you know, there's like hardly any Indian people, uh, but not like all the time. Because the first two months when I was here, uh, I didn't make any friends. Like I, I, it didn't happen. I did try to force it, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, used to call my mom and because I used to have a friend uh, up in Ohio and she had like a lot of Indian friends. And she used to, the moment she moved there, she made friends and everything was chill with her. She's like going to parties and stuff. I used to call my mom, mom, I'm, I don't have friends. It's been two months. Then the first friend I made here mm-hmm. and it just happened you know and she's still a friend of mine and I love her uh her name is Leslie she's born and raised here and uh like we became friends and and she introduced me uh, we became friends in like say February March mm-hmm. and then uh she introduced me to her group of friends in April and we all went out, we hung out, we used to hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, birthdays and everything. And and then it all came and I decided, you know, I'm just going to put myself out there. I became an international student ambassador for my university. Oh, cool. Not in fall, actually. That was in spring. To correct. But then I just got more involved into more events and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just made a very international community as my friends and then American people as my friends. Mm-hmm. I got adapted to that, you know, and it wasn't that I had to force myself. It was just what I was drawn to because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of Indian community to begin with. 
so that happened and then at some point uh, in december last november december leslie told she's in the army uh so she told me that she's going to go away for deployment mm-hmm. and oh my god and and the last day i had to see her was my birthday and i was like oh my god you're leaving me i mean i wasn't i wasn't like i don't know how to put this i wasn't telling her not to do it mm-hmm. because obviously like it, it's it's it was bound to happen and honestly like she signed up for this right we all had to accept it and i was just so bummed and i was like oh my god she's leaving and everything and then slowly i made friends other friends mm-hmm. uh i made my first indian friend uh she she turned out to be in the same major there's hardly any people in the same major in national she and she's from jalandhar oh wow <laughs> and she is the same age as me Small and boy. she loves exactly and she loves to read the sanj <laughs> just like i do and i'm like oh my god and made friends and slowly this year i made more indian friends than i ever did uh but i had to again adapt to their mindset because i had gotten so used to the other mindset you know and i forgot how like people move here because mm-hmm. a lot of uh spring there was a lot of people who started indian students start coming which is an amazing thing you know to mm-hmm. study and they're like masters and but still like you come to a new country you obviously bring something with you mm-hmm. that i forgot how like india was you know like i am someone who like wear shorts and everything mm-hmm. and then people would like look at me stare at me and mm. i would be like dude have you not seen a girl before and like what are you looking at and and i maybe that's just an experience that a woman has yeah but i thought i left that behind and that's what i meant by the indian mentality right and i had to like accept it that okay people leave their country but they never really leave what they've been taught so at some point they might because they will have to give that up to live here mm-hmm. what but when you when you experience them it sort of brought back some of the things that uh, you thought you had it did. yeah it did but it just it was thrown in my face again like sometimes reality is like thrown in your face and be like no that's not how the world is actually it's not all goody goody yeah and maybe you can grow the world might not grow Yeah it's uh it's it's weird i i feel i'll say this every time it's it's been 9 years that i've been in the us for and even to this day including my most recent trip this year every time i go back and every time i come back i always feel like there's this lag period where i carry this this wherever whatever culture i'm coming in from i carry that lag for a few weeks but it takes me i feel like a stranger whichever even if oh it's God. i have my own apartment i have my own uh, place and everything yeah. that i've set up and back home it's the house that i grew up in is always that i guess derobing of the uh, yeah. of yourself i don't know how to say it no i get what you're saying oh my god and that sets a lot of work like emotionally i mean i've never been to india but like it must be a lot of work to 
be like accept it mm-hmm. and be like yeah it is and it's not what you thought it was you know that india might have moved you know a little more beyond these things mm-hmm. it's okay but it's also not okay at the same time yeah and i think that's that's why like travel is so important and is, you know, yeah. throwing throwing yourself in new environments is so important because it challenges some of your beliefs that you didn't even know you held but honestly when i was living because i had to move uh, to another place with where i had like four uh, indian uh, apartment mates mm-hmm. and this was like this summer and oh my god they cook amazing food amazing indian food and i missed indian food and i was just given that i was like oh my god like god bless you yeah and not just that like the warmth mm-hmm. you know so there's no denying in the fact that india is a very family oriented country society america is a very individualistic society mm-hmm. and it takes a lot to get used to that coming from a country like that and uh, the warmth that our culture has to offer oh my god don't we miss it mhm we do and the and the and the weird part is that there are times when you appreciate the individualism and you want that and then there are times when it's the other way around so there's no it's 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 a in between like yeah, i completely agree with you yes this like I realized that there's like if there's like 10 bad things there's 10 good things about India 10 bad things about America 10 good things about America. Mm-hmm. It's like and it's a very hard decision to make do you want to stay here do you not want to stay here because like in your previous conversation like previous uh, episode you did mention that do you want to stay here what are your plans for the future and everything. It's a hard decision. It's mm-hmm. easy to come here and then get adjusted and then give that up and go back but don't you want that comfort? Mhm. And and also you're not going back to the same place you left. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's I mean India is also changing and uh um, Yeah. And it's and by some measures it's changing at a faster rate than the US is. Um I'm always surprised by how much I have to get used to again every time yeah. I go back. Some of it is just probably I've just forgotten. Um mm. but some of the stuff is just new. Oh my god. Yeah. So um let me ask you this do you maybe maybe it's too soon for you to say this and that's <laughs> a totally valid um answer at this point i think it's understandable but just because i'm curious um mm-hmm. where do you see yourself from a long term perspective would you uh like to strike a balance between some of the things that like you said the individualism you get in the west and some of the warmth and the community feeling you get in india Would you like to strike that balance in India and carve out a space for yourself there, or would you like to do that here? Where, mm-hmm. where do the chips fall for you? Um, I'm still finding my feet, like finding what I want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't know what you want, it's a it's a much harder decision to make where do you want to be. Mm-hmm. All I know is. I want to be flying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give that up. And I pray to God nothing ever happens and like I have to give that up. And it's not I'd be lying if I said that, you know, uh, I haven't thought about it. Mhm. I mean, about, I just go Talk yeah. about moving back to India? No, 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 like where do I want to be? Like okay. India or America? 
Yeah, I'm moving to India. Like, yeah, to put it into very simpler words, I'm moving back to India. Uh, it's too early for me to say, uh, but whatever, it's it's okay to think about it. But aviation, like, I really want to be an instructor. In India, there's no such thing as instructor. I mean, there is, but like India, in terms of training, a lot of pilots who you would meet, they've trained abroad. This That's is what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason because India is a developing country in terms of aviation, and honestly, it's amazing. But there's like more trained pilots than more training pilots in India. Yeah. Uh, trained pilots they train for Australia, New Zealand, whatever, America, and they go back and everything. And India has the largest women pilots. Oh wow! In the whole world, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm proud of to yes. say, yes. And, uh. Yeah, so when I look at it like that, I'm like, okay, that's there's an opportunity for me there, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not that I would be sulking when I go there. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I need to work hard enough to get a job. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a given. Right. At the same time, American Airlines, FedEx, United, you know, the biggest planes and the best planes, mm-hmm. experienced pilots, and to be... In India, you can get a commercial pilot license, which is like about 200 something hours, and then apply for a job and they're going to take care of the rest of the training. You do not need to be an instructor here. You need about 1500 flight hours to get into an airline, which is like a lot of training. So that's where the professionalism part comes in. And India has a much more domestic like aviation market. And it has a very less international, whatever airlines you see, and then here is like a lot of domestic and international both. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard decision. And I also, it's too early to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, I pray, I just want to be in the military at some point in my life, mm-hmm. military flying, because I just want to say I did that mm-hmm. uh, at the end of my time here. But I don't know know if I want to do that here or in India because India is my country. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, America has like more female fighter pilots than India. Mm. Like much like amazing planes. India has amazing planes too. But we don't have F thirty fives. For real, <laughs> not those planes. I saw those planes. I had my first air show here mm-hmm. in my whole life. And I think that's one of the good things in America. There's like a lot of things. There's a lot of pleasures here. Mm-hmm. But one of the best things that happened to me in America is like seeing an air show and I saw the F-22, F-35 and all the amazing aerobatics formation flying Blue Angels. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And I, for the first time, so it's my dream plane, military dream plane, uh, C-17. Okay. I stood next to it. I went inside it and I took a picture of it. Uh, and then that's there in India too. It's a hard, mm. it's a tough choice, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was really stressing about it. I feel a couple of months ago, where do I want to be? Because then it hit me. The air show actually taught me like, do I want to be in India or do I want to be here? Because to serve in the military here, I would have to give up a lot of myself to a country that I, I just, I moved to. And that's a, that's a, there's, there's a component of uh, it being an emotional decision also. Yeah. 
and I mean, India is my where I was born. Mm-hmm. It 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 me. I am the person who I am because of where I was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You know, I've like given up the part of stressing out. Mm-hmm. I was like seriously thinking about, but then someone told me like, just go with it. It'll happen. Whatever is right for you, it'll happen. Yeah. Like it did. <laughs> like it did. Exactly Before. right. For sure. Um. So I know we're coming up on the end of uh, the episode here. So if I can just ask you just to wrap it up, if you were to sort of do your journey all over again, uh, you know, take yourself back to the middle of 2020 and you're starting school here at U of M and you haven't even left India yet. Is there anything you wish in hindsight you would have known uh, or you would have changed or you would have gone about a little differently? If at all, then maybe the answer is no. I'm just curious. Yeah, I think the answer to that would be no. Uh, like you, you said advice. Like yeah, any any changes? If if there's anything you would do differently, or any advice you'd give to your former self? So no changes. I still feel like there's a lot of times when I'm like, oh my god, I don't like this. I have to like there's like a lot of parts, right? Good and the bad. Uh. But I won't change it because every day it hits me that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Uh, and if I did something else in the past, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it changes the whole trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't go in the past. And it's still, uh, no advice, but like I would give myself a forewarning. Like, dude, whatever's about to come, it's going to be really tough and like it's going to be really challenging and it's going to take a lot out of you and it will be testing you to see what you have to offer. Do you have what it takes to, okay, let me say this in this way. Like, do you have what it takes to give up to get what you want? Like, okay, you, it's easier to say, you know, I want this. Mm-hmm. You have it. Like, and then those moments test you. Like, I, it, it, it was easy to be like, okay, now I want to go back in the comfort of my home mm-hmm. uh, and go back to my mama and dada. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's easier to give up. It's hard to stick through. So I just want to give myself that forewarning and like uh, be prepared. Nothing else, just be, just, just have a strong heart and go in it. Sounds like you did have that strong heart and you did uh, <laughs> go with it. So have a stronger heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, for that's fair. It's totally fair. Um, and like I want to thank you for coming on these Indians. This has been uh, fantastic. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, it's a very surreal thing that, oh my God, people are going to listen to me. And it's all thanks to you for your idea of doing this and for connections to put us through uh, in making this happen. And if you feel like bringing me back, please do. You're welcome back anytime. I can tell you right now. Oh, thank you so much. And I hope I didn't talk. I did talk a lot. I think 